Hi. We're back. Hi, this is The Gripe. That's Allison. And that's Kai. And we are once again. Yep. Hello, hello. How's it going? Super duper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Grammys were on Sunday. Oh, they were. Yes. I know you didn't watch them because you don't have cable. No, I did not watch them. I saw a couple of things that were interesting. Really? I just thought the whole thing was boring. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just saw the cash performance. Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh, really? Was it? So, okay. I watched the beginning, uh-huh. like the red carpet stuff. Okay. Because we were having a pretty chill Sunday afternoon. Um, and then I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, it had already started. Like, uh-huh. the actual Grammys had already started. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is really boring. Like, I saw mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar win for Rap Album of the Year. And um, and then I was like, this is, just, I don't know, it was just really boring. Uh-huh. So I kind of wanted to bring that up. Like, are the Grammys even relevant anymore? They seem irrelevant. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're relevant to some people. Relevant to the people that are in the room? Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess if good people are performing, that's always fun, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you two performed three times. What? Yeah. So this was like a gripe of mine, because who even cares no, about no, no. you two? No, no, no. See, that, that, that brings the Grammy status down. To yeah. To have you two perform three times. Three times. That's really boring. Yeah. They're like old and um, irrelevant, just like the Grammys. Remember when that whole iTunes thing happened? Yes. When, like, they popped up and people... Yes. Yeah. That is so presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to load it what automatically on my phone. Yeah, that's, that's not gross. a gift. Um, why did they perform two times? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Oh. I guess because maybe CBS has a thing for you two. But there was, like, nothing attached to it. Like, no. they're releasing a new album. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I don't I pay that much attention. Uh-huh. But I know that, like... I don't know. There's all this hubbub online because you two had three performances and Lord, who was the right. only like female nominee for album of the year, she wasn't offered a spot to Individually. perform solo. Correct. She and was so, I guess they invited her to perform in a with, Tom Petty Heart tribute. Like yeah, like a, And well, she said no. Yeah, it's a bunch of other artists. So it's like why did they ask you two to perform three times, but Lord didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. even like do a solo. I like Lord. Maybe they saw Lord at the MTV Video Music Awards because that was really weird. Was it? I don't know what happened. Wow. Yeah, she was just dancing around. She couldn't sing, so she was lip syncing. Something happened to her throat. Oh no. So she was lip syncing and dancing around and it was like supposed to be like, you know, abstract art, but it just looked really weird. Oh, I see. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to, you know, to do that. So maybe the VMAs just messed up her chances. Anyways. I doubt it. I digress. Um, And then the president of the Grammys told women that they just needed to step up. Come on, guys. Like, what was that about? If they wanted to get more awards. That's... Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll take your advice. Thank you. So then, of course, he had to apologize. Oh, he did apologize? Yeah. What a dummy. I mean, come on. How about, like, think twice? Like, seriously. And then, like, have people around you, like, you know, defer to them. Like, should I say this? Is this a kid release? Yeah. You know? That's stupid. So that just makes me think. Okay, and my other gripe about the Grammys was they only actually presented 
nine awards during the Grammys. The rest of the awards were given the day before or mm. earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not even really an award show anymore. It's well, just it mostly performances? performances. Well, I'm not mad about that. Yeah, it's just a gripe. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, okay, is this an award show or is this like a showcase of nominees? Yeah, you know well, because I, mean? I remember when I used to watch the award shows all the time, especially the Grammys, that there was a lot of boring stuff that I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. Just get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe they've decided to, you know, just show the most exciting things. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. So then Bruno Mars won a lot. You know what? People love that guy. I know you do. You want to go see him. I like Bruno Mars. Yeah. I don't have, own any of his albums or mm-hmm. anything. I like have some of his singles. Yeah, I like his videos. He just knew His vids. But like, I don't think that anything he's doing is groundbreaking. Uh-huh. I think he makes a good pop song. And I think he's a good performer. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do anything that is pushing the envelope right. or is breaking any barriers in music. Uh-huh. And so I think the fact that he's, like, not offensive uh-huh. is what... Is made, appealing to people? Yeah. Mm. And that's why he got, like, album of the year, mm-hmm. which I think is so boring. <laughs> I do. I just think the Grammys are blah. Yeah. And so I was sharing my opinions with one of my coworkers today, and he was like... Well, who had on the best dress? And I'm like, it's not even about that anymore. I mean, obviously it was SZA, but it's not even about that anymore. <laughs> it's all about Time's Up and Me Too. And he didn't even, he hadn't heard of either. Oh, of really? Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I love that they're, you know, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a white rose. What does that mean? You know, I, mm-hmm. I love that they're taking it back. It's yeah. Like, so that's my mini right? Um, But Kesha performed. That's the only one I saw. And it was good. Yeah, did it make you cry? I um, saw that people are like tearing up. I mean, I feel like if you know the story behind it, mm-hmm. it's powerful, you know? It just seemed weird that she was singing that to a group of people that didn't stand up for her and also still work with Dr. Luke. Right. That was kind of different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole story because I was never like a big fan of hers, but that song and I don't know, the woman power that, that it had with Cindy Lauper and all those other artists, it was pretty, it was good. Yeah. Um, she sounded good. She sounded vulnerable. Um, was she barefoot? I don't know. I always feel like people are barefoot when they're trying to be vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what her <laughs> footwear was at. Was Let's look it up. Intern. Was Kesha barefoot? <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was kind of all I, I saw. Mm-hmm. Just that. And then um, what else happened? Cardi B told Juliana Rancic that she was nervous in her stomach and in her vagina. Oh, that <laughs> Cardi B's growing on me. Oh, I love Cardi B. And Juliana Rancic did not know what to do with it. She was just like, oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on. You have well, somebody that's better on their feet. Have us. Can you imagine if when, we were interviewing people? When um, she was reading the Fire and Fury part. I Do you see any of that? It was so funny. Um, her part especially. It was like a bunch of people that were reading excerpts from um, Fire and Fury. I know Hillary Rodham Clinton did. She did, yeah. But Cardi B was... I think it was like such a real reaction. She's like, is this the way he lives his life? <laughs> What's going on? Is this how he lives? <laughs> and I really... I was howling. It was really funny. That's... <laughs> so, speaking of 45 News... Everybody's talking about him today. Well, like always, because mm-hmm. his State of the Union addresses tonight. Right. 
And people are like, he's going to be boring. He's always boring. Right. Because because he's a ding dong. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about He'll him. He'll say something stupid and no, make a lot of news. I don't know if tomorrow. he's gonna say anything stupid tonight. I think he's if gonna, he stays on script. Yeah, he'll be safe. But like when he stays on script, it's like it's Dullsville. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um. Anyways, yeah. Okay, I've got one little story that I think is gonna make you laugh before we get into the main B. You're not done. I got some stuff too. Oh, you do? <laughs> What's yours? Um. So, Sherry, from last week, oh. from Turbo Kickboxing. Did she listen? She listened to it, and she reminded me that, she said, I remember that class totally. And um, the teacher even said, oh, if this is your first time taking this class, you're going to be a mess. <laughs> Do you remember that part? Yes. I, I mean, I'd forgotten, but it's like, oh my God, she totally said that. That's funny. It was really funny. And then she sent me a video of um, her in a triple kickboxing class. Like, So she's still doing Oh it. yeah, she's still. <laughs> she's like, I'm thinking of you, Kai. <laughs> and it's all these people in there like, you know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Turbo kickboxing. It was really funny. Yeah. Thanks, Sherry. I didn't know Sherry listened. Um, Surprise and delight. So... You know, you know this about me sometimes. I have a, about my bouts of insomnia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sunday night, I try to go to bed at a reasonable time. It's like 11. And then um, I didn't fall asleep until 4 oh, Lord. in the morning. Yet. And I was like, oh, it's that, that coffee I had at 4 this afternoon. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. So I had that coffee, and um, I was up all night trying to go to bed. And um, I was going through some podcasts, and um, I typed the word soothing <laughs> to, try, to get me to sleep. And there is this a podcast I found called Sleep with Silk Soothing Voices. And what they are is just a bunch of people who talk like this, and they try to get you to fall asleep. It's really funny. The first one was really scary. I had to fast forward. It sounded like someone's haunting me. And then the second one was basically a mom, like, explaining how she gets her child who never sleeps to bed, like, the struggle with it, mm-hmm. and and it worked. Eventually, I fell asleep. Oh, so yeah. is that your new thing now? It's going to be my new thing. I, I did it last night and went right to bed. It's better than listening to 911 calls. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right for bedtime. Falling asleep. And then waking up like murder waking up four hours earlier, and it's still going in my in my ears. I'm like, oh, this is not good for me. It's so funny how (laughs) different we are. Like, I fall asleep watching Friends, and you fall asleep listening to murder podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm trying this new thing. (laughs) So thank you um, to Sleep with Silk Soothing Voices. Sleep helping me go to bed. You know what's so funny about sleep? Is like it's the only thing you do where you have to pretend to do it first. <laughs> yeah, do you see that? Yeah, meme? I do. And it made it made me think. It's like that's true. That's true. I gotta pretend to be asleep to go to sleep, and then I'll be asleep. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that for anything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the real fake it till you make it. <laughs> um, if I think about that too hard, I won't ever be able to go to sleep. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're laughing and the thinking. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me talk about my one little story. It'll only take two seconds. Uh-huh. I just saw it today before we came in here. So a woman tried to board a flight in Newark, New Jersey, a United flight. Oh, great. 
with a peacock as her service animal. No. (laughs) Yes. With a peacock as her service animal. And the airline obviously said it didn't fit the height and weight uh, requirements for a service animal. Oh, okay. And so they didn't let it on the plane. Uh But they also spoke out and said that... uh, they had told her three times before she boarded the plane oh, no, man. that she couldn't bring a peacock on a plane. <laughs> I mean, WTF, you guys. <laughs> that person has a mental problem. I would need a service animal for her service animal because that would <laughs> put me in panic. A bird near me Not on a plane. A big bird. Yes, a big exotic a bird. A big exotic bird. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, we hate United. But they were right in this case not to let that peacock on the plane. Yes, that's not good. You sent me that video yesterday. I forget. The one. the one where the woman is trying to steal packages off of... Oh my God, <laughs> yes. We have to talk about that. Oh, we ha- we might have to link it on Instagram. It was so on the good. news, right? I don't know what station it was. King 5 here in Seattle. Uh-huh. And so it's a family that has one of those nest cams yeah. um, that you can record. And... It was a pair of package thieves that were like strolling the hood. They slowed down by their house. This woman. It's all kind of video. It's great. Yes. This woman gets out of the car, runs up, steals three packages, turns around, slips in the grass, and it looks like she breaks her ankle. Right. Like she her like, ankle she is bit jacked. It. Yeah. And it, it, she's like laying on her on her back, and like her foot is up in the air. <laughs> it like, looks so messed up. Yeah. Like it's messed. And then the guy in the car. He runs out and he tries to help her, gets her in the car eventually. She, she can't put any weight on her foot. He runs, steals the packages, and then they're out. Yeah. And so um, the video has since gone viral <laughs> because it's like instant karma for yeah. these two fools. It's a God smack. And I think the video I saw yesterday, it said the woman had been identified. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope so. So I hope they're prosecuted. <laughs> She's going to come up and... Because like one of the, the packages was medicine is said right five thousand dollars worth of medicine i mean first of all you gotta put some of that onus on you like <laughs> five thousand dollars worth of anything i'm not i'm gonna have that delivered to fedex right, right, right. and i'm gonna I'll go pick, pick it, it up. up yeah yeah um have you seen so there are some neighborhoods that this happens all the time where like package thieves are, are rampant and then someone invented a thing that i think you buy on amazon where all it is it's like an explosion in a box so you pick it up and it's on a spring. So once the spring is sprung, it's just sounds of explosions. It's really loud and it scares the shit Stop. out of people. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah. So and there's tons of video on, online um, of this happening and it's pretty great. <laughs> I have to look that up. I haven't seen that. So love a little bit of revenge. <laughs> just a little. I just like that instant karma on that woman. Oh yeah, that was good. Um. Okay. So, you guys, a couple episodes back, we did My Favorite Scandal, Uh and one of our listeners emailed us and said, how dare we (laughs) that we forgot about the ultimate scandal that took place in 1994, and that was with Tanya Harding. And Nancy Kerrigan. And Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. And we were like, you're right, babe. You're right. This is all right. And then, of course, the film I, Tanya came out. And we're like, this um, is fate. It's fate. This is meant to be. Meant to be. Um, So that's our topic today. We're talking about Itania, um, which, in fairness, is from Tanya Harding's perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
so we're gonna put a pin in that. <laughs> Can we just say that it just dawned on me like in the past few days that the name I Tanya was like her in court, like I Tanya Harding. Da 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 da. I didn't get that. At oh, first. is that what it was? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I actually, I thought that it was the name of her book, but I didn't know that's not right. I think it's like her in court mm. pleading guilty. Oh. Anyways, do you want to give kind of the rundown, the timeline? Yes. Um, let's do that. Um, 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 where's my stuff? Okay, well, just to set it up for folks, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan were like sort of these big rivals back in the early 90s in terms of the skating world. And I don't know if they actually were rivals, but the media sort of... Hit them against They did, other. right. Yeah. So I don't know how much was fabricated and manufactured and how much was real. Um, but Nancy Kerrigan was sort of America's sweetheart, right? She was lovely. She was talented. She was pretty. Um, she had a winning smile. And the public loved her. Ate her up. Ate her up. And, you know, it was easy for her to get endorsements. It was like Reebok and like Seiko watches and um, there's some other ones that were, oh, Campbell's. So she was like very, very like family oriented um, endorsements, which, you know, worked to her advantage. Mm -hmm. And um, she was sort of the face of what the figure skating, skating. they wanted like to portray her. This is our golden child. And, you know, that's going to attract more people like her and fans that love her, da, da, da. Tanya Harding, on the other hand, was, she was just much more of like a power skater and she was big on jumps and leaps and... She was strong. She was strong. She was not like a delicate figure. Yes. And she was athletic um, and... White trash. Kind of. (laughs) I mean, she admitted it. She said, I'm a redneck. Exactly. But also the media really, really, really played that up for her. They did. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the things she was saying was... You know, like, I didn't come from a great family, so I can't portray that, you know, authentically. And so, you know, she would show up to competitions with homemade costumes because they couldn't afford 5000 bucks on costumes, right? First of all, why do they cost that much? That's that's totally real. I mean, that's, like, sort of standard. That is insane. It's insane, yeah. It's just spandex. Right. Is and, it, like, Swarovski crystals? Well, you know, some of them have that. <laughs> but Miss Tanya Harding didn't, obviously. Um, so that was like sort of how that, you know, we, we go into their story. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, Tanya Harding was the first woman to land a triple axle. In 1991. Yes. And that video of her skating, yeah. I really love. That, of that triple axle one? Yes. Yeah. Because. Pure joy? Yes. Yeah. She when she lands on it. smiles yes. so big. Exactly. And I have. A point that I brought up. Yeah. We can talk about it later. You Now or later? I mean, the only... Uh, let's talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. So, fast forward um, to Detroit, right? So, they're both competing, or practicing, rather, for a competition that's happening the following day. They're both skating, da-da-da-da. And then there's video of Nancy Kerrigan leaving the ice. She walks behind the curtain. And then we know what happened, but there's no footage of it. So you see what happens right before 
and right after, right? So cameraman runs back after hearing these screams, and then there's footage of, of Nancy Kerrigan on the floor, surrounded by people, and she's... Screaming, why? Yes. Why me? Y'all remember that scream. Oh, yeah. Every, I mean, it was... I was traumatic. It was, it yeah. It was traumatic. Yeah. And it was like, I, it was ghastly. I was like, who would do this? This is freaking crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? And then, um, so that happened, and then she had to drop out the competition, and then Tanya Harding won that competition, right? Mm. Yeah. Convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. So then... She broke her kneecap. But that's the thing. She did not break it. Oh, she didn't? No, no, no. So in the movie, Tanya Harding thinks she broke it. But it was bruised. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they hit her landing leg, her right leg. That's her landing leg. Um, and so that's that was the point I wanted to make, too. Is like, I think that when Tanya Harding saw it on TV, she was like, oh, my God, you broke her knee, broke whatever. Her knee, yeah. yeah. They broke her knee. And um, so there's that. And then, so there's other characters involved, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's rewind a little bit. Because the movie jumped right into her mom relationship. Yeah. Basically right. started off with that. Right. Um, so that's something that, okay. So bringing this up with the movie. First of all, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I love the movie. Yeah. I was like thoroughly entertained yes. and enthralled the entire time. Yeah. Um, Great acting. Yeah. Alice and Janney won a Golden Globe. Okay. For portraying Tanya Harding's mom. I didn't realize that. I just read that like a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the beginning of the movie said it was based on several hours of interview without irony. So, but there was times that it felt like they were making fun of the abuse. Well, that's, that's the, I agree with the complete, I don't know if it was making fun, but there was like definitely a humorous lean to, Yeah. I mean, it was hardcore, right out the gate abuse from her mom, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't, like if you saw the, if you saw you know, the way it was portrayed. It's like, okay, that's clearly abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I had a hard time, like, reconciling that because, like, the beginning was, like, all of these interviews are recorded without irony. But it seemed like there was, like, a funny take on it. Right. Where it was almost like, are we making fun of this situation? But I feel like it had to be funny so they could to be pulled off. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, this movie couldn't have taken a serious tone. Do you know what I mean? To, and be the successful yeah. There had to be some kind of humor in it. And, like, why not make fun of abuse? <laughs> That's where we're going. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, because this movie just, like, pulled at my heartstrings. Like, you just can't help but feel bad for, for Tanya. And then, oh, yeah. Because like, she's an underdog. Yeah. I am the biggest rooter for an underdog. Yeah, that's and, always the most exciting, like, uh-huh sports yeah, figure. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're like, yeah, why can't she just skate with her sad little outfit? You know, why does she need to have a fur coat? Why, you know, like all that stuff that reeks of like, you have to be rich in order to be... Like elitist? Yes, in yeah. this field. It's like dance, you know? It's like, it's hard to be a dancer because you're always poor unless you are supported and you have that money to back you up. And it's the same situation here. You know, it's like, it's a, uh, it's a hobby for the elite, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So then, you know, they talk about her mom and they really focus on that relationship. And the thing, like, where I, I don't know, 
I feel like if you're a person that has never been shown love, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of Javana or whatever her name was. Lavana. Lavana, something, yeah. Like that's then, the mom. That's um, Tanya Harding's mom. Mother. Then you don't know how to like show love. And I think in her case, like what she was doing to show love to Tanya, which she was a terrible mother. I am not, you know, backing her up. But like she made sacrifices to pay the money thing. Yeah, for all of the. So she was like a full time waitress, and every single dime went into Tanya Harding's practices and skates and 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 that aspect of her life and so it seemed to me that like she thought i don't need to be lovey-dovey like i'm doing this for her and that should show Uh my love right even though she was like totally verbally and physically abusive to her um but it what it felt like to me in the movie was that she was expecting a return on that investment Mm. do you know what i mean so that's why it felt like it, it it didn't matter how good she did, it was never gonna be enough. You know, because I want something from this. I want you to I yeah, I need results. And if I don't get results then there's there's no love, you know. And and I'm gonna hold over the over you the fact that I work my ass off and you're not gonna come in second place. You know, that kind of thing. That's like, okay, well that's not really helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um so then she meets Jeff Galuli at She's the like ice skating rink. She's like super young. She's like 17? Like, is it, I, I thought it was younger than that, actually. I could be wrong. I don't know. But um, yeah, she meets Jeff Galuli at the ice rink. And... It seems like they get married really right fast after Right away. That. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's her fast. first boyfriend. First date. First boyfriend. Le- the mom went on the first date with him. Which is... So friggin' weird. Oh, I'm just like, you're not... <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're really invested in your daughter, but you go on her first date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's confusing. So yeah, screwing yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's real or not. That might have been in there for entertainment value when she yeah. asked them, are you are you screwing yet? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, so that's sort of like a beacon of hope for Tanya in terms of finding a thing to love in the world, right? And then so there's a scene where um, where Tanya and the mom get into it um, and they're arguing and then she get, uh, Tanya gets smacked by the mom and then the mom takes a knife, throws it at her and it gets lodged in her arm. In, in her Tanya's arm. arm. A steak knife. A steak knife. And that was a point where like, that was a turning point because like nothing needed to be said. It was just quiet between them. She pulled the knife out of her arm, put it down, and I was like, and she just left. Yeah. There was like no more fury. There's no more rage. I mean, there's a ton of it still, but in that moment, it's like, this is this is it. And yeah. she moved in with Jeff Galuli. Yeah. And then he starts beating her up a week later. <laughs> <laughs> what is that cycle of abuse I wonder? Yeah, it's love. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. And her mom tells her, you think you deserve to be beat. Mm. And she's like... I wonder where I got that from. I've been being beat my whole life. Yeah. Is that how that fight started? Maybe. It could have been. I don't remember. But it was, yeah. But, yeah. Because I think she said, I wonder where I got that from. And and then she was like, don't talk back to me. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. That was messy. And scary. And then so that relationship um, started. Um, And he was involved, I guess, with her skating and supporting her and then bashing her and supporting her bashing her so she was mentally messed up yeah I'll just say that yeah um so then 
What's the name of Jeff Galuli's big goon friend? Sean Eckhart. Sean Eckhart. <laughs> so, okay, here's the here's the thing. Like, so Tanya gets like a death threat at the ice skating. Ice skating. Right. Rink. And so this is before the infamous Olympics. incident. Yeah, this right? is before the incident. Yes. And so that gives Jeff the idea yeah. to start sending threatening death letters. Right. To Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Just to mess with her head. Just to mess with her head. But that's also a felony. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that would have landed him jail time. Mm-hmm. Like, because throughout the whole movie, he's like, the idea was to get in Nancy Kerrigan's head with these death threat mm-hmm. letters. Right. And the guy, you know, he's portrayed to be, they're all three. Like, they're portrayed to be just not very smart right. at all. Like, he was... Talking about mailing them from Oregon. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to mail this letter to Nancy and Maine from <laughs> Oregon. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Um, so throughout the movie, you know, after he gets his buddy Sean involved, and then Sean goes ahead and, like, gets his buddies in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they were, but... Maybe Boston. Could have been. And travel to Detroit to club <clears throat> up Nancy's leg without Jeff's permission. Right. Well, that's again. That's how it's portrayed. Yes. So the movie portrays it that Sean Eckhart is sort of the 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 kingpin. Mastermind feels like giving him too much credit. Oh, but I mean, so so that's how he's portrayed in the movie, right? But like to hear him speak, he is not a smart dude. No. You know what I mean? And I guess it, it that showed in the planning of this and how when they found out who assaulted her, it was like. Just that, like a big oaf that went in, got lucky, hit her knee with a baton, ran out, and <laughs> then out. and then he like tackled the guy for no reason, <laughs> and like everyone saw him. They gave him a description of of, of who he was, um, mm. and was caught on video. Right, I like the part of it was no, no, no. The um, remember when they were in the parking lot and they were moving their car? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just moving the car every, every 15 minutes to, to not, not be, be sus- suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, hello. <laughs> it just made them look more suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. Um, but he gets caught eventually. Right? Yeah, I don't think <clears throat> it was very, it, I don't think it was very long. Right. So the funny thing about this whole attack is like, it was just, the guy wasn't wearing a mask. It was in the middle of the day. It was right. in the middle of the light. It was in the arena like in front of God and everybody, uh, <laughs> like it was not sneaky no. at all, uh, and it was just like Dumb and Dumber planned right. planned this attack exactly. So anyway, back to the point about the letters. Throughout the whole movie, again from Jeff's perspective, he's like, "It was just supposed to be letters. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just supposed to be death threats." And right. I'm like, "You still would have gone to jail, right? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah. So obviously, like assault is worse, you know, you effed up her knee, you yeah. could have like done serious damage, but either way you were conspiring like illegally. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Tanya wins that, that, ch- that competition, right? So then after that's finished, she flies home to Oregon and this, I remember watching on TV, flies home to Oregon and there's all this press, right? And they're, they meet her at the airport. She's walking through the airport and, um, I have the quote. Um, she says, um, 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 "Wait, okay." 
I'm really happy, but it won't be a true crown until I get my chance with Nancy. And that'll be the Olympics. And let me tell you, I'm going to whip her butt. <laughs> okay, so Nancy was just attacked days before, right? And this She's is the attitude so that someone would would have on her. Like, I get your rivals, but really? That's your... Like, she shows no remorse. None. Or, like, even if she was not involved, you know what I mean? Like... That's when I was like, she, there's nothing, something in the milk can clean here. <laughs> I felt like she was involved at that point because she gave zero fucks that this poor girl got bashed, you know? Because once you feel like I want them to for- perform their best and me to f- perform my best and whoever wins, wins. And that's, you know, then I win. Then yeah. that's great. But I feel like a theme of Tanya Harding's is she's got to do a Whatever she's she has do. to do mm-hmm. to survive. No, so, I'm not into that. Yeah, and you know, in the movie, they kept bringing up nothing was ever Tanya's fault, right? So, oh yeah, um, she always had excuses mm-hmm. for everything. Another uh, funny thing. Remember when she said that Nancy and her were actually kind of friends? Yeah. Has there ever been? any evidence of that? No, but I want to believe it. <laughs> I want to believe that they were in their motel rooms together doing competitions, drinking and having fun and 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 Tanya allowed Nancy to like cut loose from her her life. That was so stressful. <laughs> but who knows if that's true. Yeah, I mean Tanya said that, but I don't think there's ever been like anybody else that was like mm-hmm. oh yeah, everybody else was like they shared the ice skating rink and acknowledged each other. Uh-huh. But it was very much like a queen Oh, okay. It was icy. Yeah. Still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, okay, so fast forward. Well, not fast forward, yeah. So all this shit comes up. So that's, so I think, January 9th is when she lands at the airport, whatever. Like, 20 days later, she leaves her husband, Jeff Galuli, and she has a press conference saying that um, she knew about it after it happened and she didn't come forward to the authorities which I don't believe I think she knew about it from the beginning well I do too because mm-hmm. they found that piece of paper. paper they went through a trash you guys they <laughs> literally went through Tanya Harding's trash and found a piece of paper that had the name of the <laughs> ice skating rink yeah. and then the times that she was practicing yeah. I mean hello it's just like one it's a comedy of errors like I have watched enough Law and Orders to know, like, you need to destroy your Burn evidence. It. <laughs> eat it, put a fireplace, yes. let your dog eat it. And you think it's safe, like, you don't think anybody's going to go through your trash. <laughs> they did, honey. But you're wrong. Yeah. The FBI yep. is not above going through the trash, okay? <laughs> and so that's ultimately what put everybody, you know. Uh, that They put Tanya Harding on the radar of she knew what happened beforehand. Yeah. So then the Olympic Committee was considering... Letting her not letting her go to the Olympics, she filed a twenty-five million dollar lawsuit, if um, against them, and then so they dropped, they both dropped it. Like okay, you can go to the Olympics. She dropped her lawsuit. They go to Lilyhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so much fun to say? <laughs> and again, more drama ensues, right? Um, mostly because of the shoelace. Oh lord, the shoelace! And I remember mm-hmm. like. So watching the Olympics, um, 
I remember watching Tanya skate. I think everyone saw it because it was such a drama, right? And go up to the skaters yeah. and like put her leg up there. The judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rather. And thinking to myself, this bitch, like she, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm only 14. I probably, I didn't say that at the time. But I'm like, she just wants attention because that was the way the press was like constantly portraying her mm-hmm. as like this attention grabber, like redneck from the sticks, mm-hmm. like didn't deserve to be there right. and excuses for everything. Mm-hmm. And I totally bought into it, like hook, line and sinker. Then. Then. But now. Now, <laughs> I I think that, I don't know. I just feel like then versus now, now you would see more of the whole story of the person versus... Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we didn't have all the resources to to hear Tanya's side of the story. Right. It was just like the news. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, I mean I def are we are we ready to talk about like how we feel about Tanya now? Well just to just put keep it talking about just the to, Just to put a pin in it, um they gave they let her get off the ice, relace her shoes, whatever. She came in eighth place, ultimately. Nancy Kerrigan went silver. And then Oksana Bayou. <laughs> Where did one. she come from? Was that a thing? Like, where did she come from? Yeah. Like, who is this person? Who is Oksana Bayou? Yeah. I remember, like, Oksana Bayou. No, I was so <laughs> mad at her. <laughs> I was like, where? I've never even heard of her. Were you like, Nancy needs to get for gold? Yes. Oh, okay. I was totally team Nancy. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I don't know you know, whether Tanya skated better or Nancy skated better, but Tanya was never going to win. No. Let's get that straight. Right. And I feel like they weren't going to give it to Nancy just on principle. Like Mm. the Olympic Mm -hmm. committee was like, we don't have time for your American scandal. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're above this American scandal. These American skating (laughs) shenanigans have got to go. Yeah. So (laughs) then um, there was a little bit more drama Oksana wins, and, you know, she's freaking out. She's crying. Uh-huh. Like, she cries all of her makeup uh-huh. off, whatever. And right <laughs> oh, before the uh, medal ceremony, yeah. she wants to go, like, touch up her makeup, right? Well, apparently, oh, yeah. Nancy Kerrigan's thinking she's taking, like, way too uh-huh. long, and the camera catches, catches her. Oh, my God. Can we just get this over What with? is taking her so long? Seriously. Yeah. Like, being a total brat. Yeah. And drama queen. Right. Which I can relate to. You're disappointed. Yeah. But also, you're like America's sweetheart now. <laughs> Not so much anymore. But nobody like turned on her. But they, but it was, so that was, I think, the beginning of it. Because after that, there was footage of her at Disneyland or Disney World. She was in a, a parade. She was sitting in a car and she was like waving and she was over it. And she was like, <laughs> this is stupid. You know, I mean, so that kind of followed her. Yeah. You know, I think that. Now, maybe they're more prepped to be like, okay, this is how you have to be. You know, they've got PR people, but maybe back then it was like, just go out there and wave at, the, at your fans, you know, but she was she was not having it. She was bored. She thought it was corny. And then um, that's it. So that happened with Nancy Carey. And I think she, you know, she went and did her own thing. But um, Tanya Harding, on the other hand, the <laughs> aftermath of Tanya. So dude, she goes back home. Mm-hmm. And she pleads guilty to, like, hindering the prosecution. Right. Which means she just didn't let them know that she knew right. what happened. When, when she found out. Yes. So, basically, like, 
the biggest penalty was being banned for life right. from the skating association. So she can have nothing to do with skating for the rest of her life. Skating, if it's sponsored, endorsed by that organization. So she can't ever skate again. She can't coach. She can't coach. Can she do the ice capades? She can't do anything because they're all... They're all in that Underneath thing. that umbrella. Oh. Because I was going to be like, girl, just do the ice capades. I know it's beneath you, but make some money. Yep. She can't do anything. Oh, sorry, girl. So she dropped out of high school as a sophomore to focus on skating. Mm-hmm. She has no skills. Right. And that's just, you know, and that's actually like the gut-wrenching part of the movie when she's, like, trying to talk to the judge. Send me to jail. Mm-hmm. Send me to jail. Like, I can't do anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's terrible. Right. I read reports so that that was fictionalized, that part of it. Oh. That she actually got a really sweet deal. So she wasn't that brokenhearted because oh, she was okay. like, I might go to jail. So just keep them, keep them out of jail. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So I don't know, though. Yeah. Um, but, yes, in the movie, it was she was like... No, I'd rather go to jail, please. For 18 months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't ban me from this organization. That's all I have. So then she just does various and sundry things to keep her head above water. So it's funny because after all this shook down, it was like maybe a year or two later, I saw footage of her like on Inside Edition or something. She was at like some county fair with a court, like like an acapella group trying to sing. Oh, gosh. And she got booed. And I tried to find that footage <laughs> online, but no one has it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but she, I mean, is really trying to sing a cappella in her jean shorts and t-shirt, and um, people are not having it. Well, she tried to box. She tried to she box. She did the celebrity she boxing sure match did. with Paula Jones. <laughs> and then she tried, like, an actual boxing career, uh-huh. but it didn't. It floundered. She was managing a wrestler <laughs> for a while. Um... <laughs> What else did she do? Um, she did skate as Mrs. Santa Claus at the Clackamas Town Center. That was her first public appearance um, after the Olympics in 1984. I think we need to go, because she's in Washington now. She lives in Washington. Oh, does she? Yeah. I know she was an Oregonian for a long time. I just read an, an interview. We need to go where? Uh-uh. We need to go find her. <laughs> no. We need to go find her <laughs> and hold up signs that say, Tanya, Tanya. <laughs> In 1996, Harding told police that she was abducted at knife point in Oregon by a bushy-haired man who was never caught. Okay. Um, and then in October that same year, she called 911 and gave mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to a customer um, in a tavern. I mean, she's done a lot of things since, <laughs> since the Olympics. So now she's married, and she changed her name. She did. Yeah, it's Tanya Price. And then she was she running like, a landscape. Yeah, landscape business. business. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened to her? This. She's estranged from her mom. Yeah, they well, don't that's talk. not surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure I could either. No. If the depiction is correct, which I believe it is. It seems pretty close to the truth. Yeah. Did you read anything about if it was true if her mom tried to record her getting a confession? I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't verify any of that information like I did thoroughly with everything else. <laughs> um, but in the movie, they show after like there's this media storm in front of Tanya's house, her mom, they haven't spoken in ages. She comes to try to show her support, gives her a hug. And then before she leaves, she asks her a question. She's like, did you really know beforehand? Did you, did you help set this up? And Tanya has a feeling that something's not right. And she grabs 
in her pocket, the mom's pocket, and finds a recorder, uh, a tape recorder, and then kicks her out. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's true or, again, fictionalized. Oh, man. Could you imagine? No. That's, that's a Latoya Jackson, because Latoya did that to Janet after the Super Bowl incident. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Have these people no shame? <laughs> Latoya claims she was, like, in rehearsal for something, and she was, like, mic'd still. She didn't want to take her mic off, so she just, like, went and met her with her mics on, but... Janet wasn't having it. No, yeah, I'm Team <laughs> Janet on that one. So the end of the movie, Jeff Galuli says, "I ruined her career." Right. And that part also got to me because mm. I was like, "You just—I mean, the movie was definitely from Tanya's perspective, so you feel sad for her." Mm-hmm. Like, and I totally did, even though I think that she had something to do with it mm-hmm. and she knew a lot more of it than she was letting on. I, you think of just like her circumstances and how far she was able to get is pretty remarkable um, with everything going against her the way right. it did. I guess it had me thinking like at what point can you write your own story? Or are you always going to be like caught in this is why you know and you know, become a victim to your story. Because she did have a shitty life, you know? Um, But, again, I feel like, yes, she knew, and she planned a lot of it, if not all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of makes me have no sympathy for her and her situation, you know? And what's funny is, um, Margot Robbie was on, I think, Good Morning America, um, the arrival morning show. Um, <laughs> and so they're chatting with her and then they said, oh, we just wanted to, you know, ask you about, you know, you said I'm 100% on Tanya's side tomorrow. You know, they asked Margot Robbie that. And she's like, oh, thank you for bringing that up. I want to clarify. And she was basically saying, that was taken out of context. And she said, as my, as the character I was playing, I had to believe Tanya Harding 100% to pull it, pull it off. Mm-hmm. So I think she, in a veiled way, she was saying, I mean, of course she, she did it, and I think that she's wrong for it. Um, and I don't want people to think that I'm on Tanya's side. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there was that. God, Margot Robbie is like, her jeans are, <laughs> like, how does one get awarded all of those jeans? Yeah. She's gorgeous. But what's so funny, that was like, she was so tall in the movie. Did you notice yeah. that? She was like a, a towering leggy Amazon and it was awesome but Tanya Harding's so little and you see like pictures of them side by side it, I mean it's pretty hilarious yeah but her braces and that cur- <laughs> curly hair, the hair and the French the, braid and the scrunchie yeah oh my goodness it's amazing what makeup can do it's funny when you use makeup to make somebody not as pretty <laughs> right. as they naturally are yeah 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 um overall I enjoyed the movie it was very entertaining yeah yeah and it you know brought me back to remembering that scandal as a gay teen, you know, it's like this happened and I was so invested in it. And, um, yeah. I remember I watched the ice skating thing before my, or I knew the results. I think I taped it. I think I VHS taped it for the my Olympics. Parents. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember watching it and then before my mom, <clears throat> I don't know if my dad was into it, but I, my mom was like, have you watched the Olympics? And she, and when I told her, she immediately like knew by my response that Nancy Kerrigan didn't win. And she was oh. like so upset. <laughs> she was like, you just gave it away. Because like we were invested. Yeah. The whole country was. Yeah. 
that whole thing like put ice skating, I think, kind of on right. the radar. Mm-hmm. When was Michelle Kwan happening? Was that after or during? I don't know. It had to be after. And like Yamaguchi, Christian Yamaguchi. Yeah. Do you know? I don't. I don't know the time. Okay. Yeah. There's no scandal anymore. I'm not invested. <laughs> this is so apt right now. There's a lot of Olympics. You know, the Winter Olympics are about to start next week, February 8th. And then also Larry Nasser, Larry, Larry the gymnastics coach oh my that's God, just been that's sentenced right. to jail. There's Ooh. a lot of Olympic stuff in the news. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's anyways, yeah, that's really messed up. We don't need to talk about that. No, let's end on a positive note. <laughs> um, I don't have anything positive Me to either. say. Me <laughs> either. I don't have um, anything positive to say. But I. I you know, I slept many hours last night. Listening to that woman mm-hmm. go, da, 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 da. <laughs> you are falling asleep. Um, so it is positive that <laughs> <laughs> that I slept. And um, yeah, that's it. All right, y'all. Here's our list of things. Is anybody reading The Goldfinch? Because we are. It's great. And we like it. It's lovely. So Riveting. keep reading. Keep reading Send it. Send us your thoughts. You can always email us at thegripepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating if you love us. <laughs> we just got another rating. We did? Yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, people. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm back. This is Allison going rogue as a special PPS addendum to the gripe today. I just saw on King 5 website that the two package thieves have both been arrested. So the woman that fell down and broke her ankle and karma just instantly bit her in the ass. She has since been identified and arrested as well as the driver of the getaway car. Um, anyway, just thought you guys needed to know that since we brought that up. And have a great evening. Signing off. Bye.